friends, hello. Spring is in full swing in my city. We have had a lot of rain lately, and so now the trees and the grass is all really lush and green. There's so many mosquitoes, <laughs> and we've been seeing a lot of baby animals on our evening river walks. So a lot of baby geese and baby ducks and deer. They're just everywhere. I want to officially welcome you to June. You effing did it. I can't believe it either. <laughs> June also brings us to the start of our conversations around the survival habit of holding grudges. Today we're going to start with what happened when I took myself through an exercise to really be curious about why I had relied on this habit for so damn long. And an intro to the thriving habit that has been replacing it. So you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Big Kid Podcast. I'm your host, Katie C., life coach, children's yoga instructor, and mindfulness ninja. Every week, I'm here to help you navigate the craziness that is life with more courage, more kindness, and less judgment. Spoiler alert, none of us know what's going on. We're all just a bunch of big kids, and we know that life is better together. So go grab a snack and a seat as we dive on in. So starting off, we got to look at the why. Why the hell do we hold grudges in the first place? Looking into my own grudges and talking about it with so many of you, kids included, we hold grudges because someone, somewhere along the way, made us feel small. We feel burned and like someone wronged us to our core. And holy shit, do I get it. I've held a lot of class A grudges, some that have lasted decades, and it can feel good to hold a grudge, but it also feels angry and ragey and resentful and stressful and sometimes really depressing. This old survival habit of mine was just another way I could avoid things and even more specifically avoid people. By holding said grudge, I thought I was keeping myself safe. It felt righteous, which made me feel protected. I felt literally kept protected behind a wall, but that same wall was what was keeping me disconnected from people. I found this quote at the start of my healing journey around this habit, and it's from Nelson Mandela. And he said, resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. And that is exactly what holding grudges is and feels like. It was me holding on, hoping it would affect the other person into a sudden state of awareness that brings them to their knees. <sighs> but that rarely happened. Rarely. So I just finished binging this TV show on Amazon Prime. I'm actually re-watching it again right now with one of my friends. And it's a book originally. And Reese Witherspoon ha 
produced it, stars in it alongside uh, Carrie Washington, and it's called Little Fires Everywhere. And holy shit. Oh, my elbow cracked. That's how excited I am. But this book, this show, this is our book show, I guess, again, um, of the month because there are so many grudges and layers that drive all of the stories. And it's just a really beautiful show. The acting's amazing. Ugh, the casting, and not just between Reese and Carrie, but also their younger versions and their husbands, the men in the show, the kids in the show. Oh my goodness. The younger versions of Reese and Carrie are played by Anna Sophia Robb and Tiffany Boone. And oh my God, like shout out to both of them because they do such a good job of getting their mannerisms and even like the pronunciations and ugh, just like things that you know Carrie Washington for if you're a scandal fan like me. <laughs> um, there's like a way that she talks and yeah, I don't know. Tiffany Boone got it so spot on. They all did just such a really great job. And the music in this show, also very good. Kind of reminds me of um, like Grey's Anatomy-esque, you know? Um, yeah, just really good. And it's set in the 90s, so you get a lot of throwback in the technology and their outfits and the hairstyles. It's just, yeah, I really, really loved it, as you can tell. So your homework for the month is to start the book, listen to it on Audible, or even just watch the show if you have Amazon Prime. If you want to listen to the book, send me a DM and I can send you a link to get Audible for a free month, which is how I like to listen to my books. So, all right, any who's in, the exercise that I do um, a lot of the time uh, is just taking shit to a journal and just free writing and when it came to holding grudges, <laughs> I call it rage writing because it's for when I'm feeling that extra ragey. And I'll just sit with a pen and paper and I'll just write. No judgment. I'm not really thinking before I'm writing. I'm just letting it all out. And when I was looking into this habit of holding grudges, I asked myself, what have I held a grudge for? What was my shit list? looking back, bitch held a grudge <laughs> for the following reasons. Friendships that had ended, so holding grudge against that person. Grudges against unfaithful past partners. My dad for leaving, which is also why I'm focusing this habit during the month that Father's Day happens. Um, also on my shit list, people taking advantage of me. When I see friends and I feel left out, which is a simple but powerful grudge nudger. When I see people with poor value succeeding in life while others that are amazing humans are struggling. I've held a grudge for parents for, post for forcing decisions and for kids for not listening to good advice and for people ignoring my feelings. I, no I noticed 
that the grudges were happening whenever I felt unseen, unheard, or misunderstood. And that was always the root of where my grudges would start growing. When it comes to our relationships, we always have expectations of how other people should be behaving, how they should be acting, what they should be saying. And when things go outside of that, that's usually when we get pissed. For all of my parents out there, think of your kiddos and the one time that you introduced them and they didn't show manners or did not act in a way that you wanted. We get pissed because we get embarrassed and annoyed, especially when we know that they know (laughs) common courtesy and all of that and they're just doing it to spite us or because they're not understanding what's going on and like even that can be a way that we hold grudges but again we have to start with our why so what are we really angry about why are we angry Like I said, with our kids, maybe we're angry because we feel embarrassed because obviously we want to be seen as a strong human being, right? Someone that is raising capable, respectful, kind human beings. And when something happens and it's not going to be seen in that way, we will get upset because, again, we're embarrassed. We're worried about judgment of other people. But what part of that person really irks us? And why do we get so annoyed? I'm sure you've heard the term of projection. And it's basically, we are annoyed because we see a little bit of us in the other person. And we know, again, how they should be acting to have a relationship that is positive and exactly how we want it. But ultimately, we're holding the grudge because we have a hard time negotiating conflict. It's a sign that there is conflict somewhere in your life that needs attention. So pay attention. And so for me, finding that spice of kindness for myself and then for others was an important step and practice for me to cultivate a thriving habit and replacement. So as always, when we're looking at replacing habits, it's always a good place to begin (laughs) with showing kindness towards ourselves. We can take this time to practice radical acceptance of ourselves and others and the truth. Okay, if you know me in real life, you'll know that I'm a real sore loser. (laughs) I love playing games and things, but if I'm not doing well, oh man, I will pout. I'll start to pull away. I'll build up that wall. And it's funny because my mom and I, we would always play speed and I would not let her go to bed until I beat her. And sometimes it took a long time, but I was so determined. And I have an upcoming interview that I'm really excited about. And it's with fellow big kid Stacy Carosa. And we talk about exactly this and how pouting and how that shows up for us as kids and even now as big kids. It's a gooder for sure. So get excited for that. So I grew up going to church and attending Catholic school, and we were always taught the golden rule, which is treat others how you want to be treated. 
But by learning about humans and understanding empathy and life and things, I know that that rule can't really apply all the time. So realistically, I'm an introvert at heart. And so imagine I'm trying to do partner work with an extrovert. If I were to treat them as I wanted, I would want to time to myself to think, <laughs> right? While the extrovert may need more time talking stuff out. So if I'm only treating them how I want to be treated, I'm not really able to build a good foundation with them in a way that we can have open and trustful communication, right? And we'll both be frustrated with the whole working process and ultimately with each other. So instead, I like the platinum rule, and that says to treat others as they want to be treated. And so when we're looking for connection, that is where we can start. So same example, partner work, me as an introvert, them as an extrovert. If I know that my partner needs to talk shit out, then I might suggest that we start with a brainstorm sesh out loud, but then we separate a little bit to collect our own thoughts, and then we can come back together and share whatever we have left, right? And so that, again, feels so much different. And Yes, it is more effort to treat others how they want to be treated. But again, if I am looking for an open relationship that has communication and is built in love, that's how I'm going to show up. John Gottman is a researcher that has had decades and decades, like 40 years worth of work studying relationships and people. And one of the things he talks about is an emotional bank account. And there's a really, there's, if you're a visual learner, there's a YouTube video that's linked in the show notes. So the emotional bank account represents the positive and negative balance of a relationship. So again, this could be not just with a romantic partner, but with anybody, okay? So you make deposits into the account by showing care and support. And you make withdrawals by showing hurtful behavior towards your partner or turning away from their invitation for connection. The interesting thing is that the positive and negative balances don't have equal weight. And Gottman found that it takes five positive interactions to make up for one negative one. So the recommendation is to keep the balance high by depositing small daily deposits into the emotional bank account. For this week, I want you to do the activity in this month's workbook. Or you could also just do it on a piece of paper. Um, but know that you can get the workbook by signing up for the newsletter. It's free. Don't worry. But it's to list out all of your own common grudge nudgers. So why have you or do you hold a grudge? What is that little twinge that you get that like irks you and starts to yeah, just like poke at you. We like to call it scratchy. You feel scratchy. So write down your own shit list. And then I want you to look at it and find what commonalities you see between things 
or even the people that you wrote. If you're feeling brave, take a photo and hashtag KDCDaresya so I can see how you guys are doing. And let me know what commonalities you find. Sign up for the newsletter, like I said, to get the full monthly package up front that has this exercise, more mantras, and other activities. So send me all of your questions as we look into what we do when ish is bigger than a grudge and how we know when it's time to start shifting towards forgiveness. I'm excited to talk to you guys about this survival habit more throughout the month of June. So join me in our conversations as always in the Facebook group and over on Instagram. And yeah, send me a message, send me an email. Let's get to it. Talk to you guys soon. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me over here with a bunch of big kids. As you travel through the world this week, remember that kindness drives change. We are all on this life journey together, and it's nice to remember that you're not alone. Go and join in on the Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Big Kid Pod. You can even go to the website to leave me a good old-fashioned voice message in the show notes. Go to kdccoaching.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter because every month I send out journaling questions and templates to take you a little bit deeper on the journey back to yourself. Sending you so much love from Canada. Talk to you soon.